We get a lot of questions about where to buy things, what the best part for the job is, where and how to route those harnesses, and numerous other questions from Slip Angle listeners and readers of Tracktune.com. When it comes to safety gear, there are very serious questions answered. If you're like most of our listeners, and you have a car you race, track, or autocross, you should check out the best in the safety parts business, OG Racing. OG Racing's friendly staff are incredibly well-versed in the products and the installations of the parts they sell. They can assist you in not only purchasing the safety gear for your car, but also answering questions on installing and using them correctly. Helmets, suits, shoes, nets, and other safety gear aren't all they sell and support. They also carry a huge array of trackside gear and car parts. Everything from scales and fuel cells, gauges and battery chargers, and everything else in between. OG Racing carries all the brands you're looking for great prices on, and with over 25 years in the business, OG Racing is a name you can trust to sell you top quality parts and products at a great price. Check them out on the web at ogracing.com, or call them up at 1-800-934-9112. You should buy the most important parts of your car, the parts that keep you safe, from somewhere you can trust. Trust OG Racing. Again, that's www.ogracing.com or call 1-800-934-9112 and tell them Slip Angle sent you. Father, me love! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Adam Gervais. And tonight, we have a returning guest, uh, Mr. Johnny C. from OG Racing. What's going on, Johnny? What's going on, guys? Thanks so much how's for joining us. In, uh, yeah, how's life down in Georgia, Johnny? Oh, my. The Georgia uh, is great, actually. The, the weather right now is absolutely perfect. We couldn't ask for anything better. Did you guys have a nasty uh, storm come through last night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually posted a picture of that to my Facebook page of my chair that got knocked over. It was there's a bunch of boys who who weren't as lucky as me, but it was Johnny will uh, rebuild the chair. We will we will rebuild. <laughs> we will restack and continue on in the name real of bad, all the real bad that storm. Uh-huh. Did, did, yeah, uh, yeah. The, did the tower at uh, Road Atlanta blow over? Because that thing's always feel, feel a little rickety to me. Really. No, uh, no, it's actually way better than the uh, the tower yeah. at many other racetracks. Yeah, it's actually it's pretty stout. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just age. It's a little bit of night. It's got some like nineteen seventies cues in it. Oh, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's got that that nineteen seventies modern style. You know, yeah. it's super slant on one side. The the one there's one room in the tower, and Austin and I were in in that room announcing, and like a video guy shut the door on and us. There's no AC. We were in there with uh, with Sam from Maximum Driftcast, and yeah. Sam's like Sam just like kept staring at us, and it's like it's getting hotter and hotter in here. And pretty soon, <laughs> pretty soon, I just had to go and open the door because I think it got up to like 115. Yeah, in that room. dude, it was like a freaking it was like a freaking greenhouse in August. <laughs> yeah, it's the only room that's not tinted on the third floor, I think. But oh, yeah, the guy just slammed the door on us, and 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 it's like 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he wanted the door shut. He was watching a movie, like doing a. He was in control of the audio, watching a movie during Good Life South. But it started getting hotter and hotter, and Sam's beating sweat. He's tired, and we're tireder. Weird moments. Oh yeah, well that was uh, that was a hot event too. And then I think a lot of a lot of events at that time of year they're hot, but that was it, yeah. it was it was better than I anticipated actually. Yeah, the, the southeast yeah. is uh, is pretty uncomfortable during. During certain parts of the year, for sure. Uh, m- most of yeah. the year. <laughs> no, not most of the year. Lots of the year. Uh, of the year. You know how you have to go and hide inside in the winter? Nope. Yes. And you have to escape. And that shit. Shut up, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Southern California doesn't count. <laughs> Austin, Austin measures the temperature and like far, how far his door is open. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, only, it's only two inches open. It's freezing outside. <laughs> Hot day today. Our door's wide yeah. open. Terrible. <laughs> Bundle up, babe. <laughs> but to continue on, so you know how you guys have to hide in the winter? You used to right? live here. Yeah, you remember, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I know that's a thing. It's terrible here. I hate it yeah. here so much. Well, we don't have to do that in the winter. Oh, it sounds so here. nice. It does. Like, it doesn't snow or anything. You know, if it's chilly, you kind of just let your car warm up for five seconds, and that's fine. But yeah. in the summer. Racing, racing in December ha- there was nice. That was cool. We did that oh, one time. Yeah. Yeah, I love the December events for uh, for NASA. It's, it's it's so cold and the air so crisp. Like car runs fantastic. Yeah, it's it's like forty degrees in the morning, and you're like, oh man, it's freezing. And then fifty five yeah. and like perfect, no humidity. It's the best. Yeah, yeah you like, pay for it. You you pay for it in the summertime though. Oh yeah, yeah. We well we hide in the AC. You know, like it, that's when you get all your windows tinted. Uh, when I first moved down here, I'm like, man, everyone's windows are tinted. It's like it's like I don't know. I, don't, yeah, I was a big fan of it. Yeah. But after one summer, I was like, all right, I got to get my, my windows tinted on my car. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole but, reason the, the interior in the wagon was tan, because I didn't want a black interior living in Oh, Georgia. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. pretty miserable. Oh, yeah. It would stay cool. It stay a lot cooler, yeah. What happened to that car? It was a TV. Still I still have it. It's sitting out uh, outside across the street from the ambulance. Wait, didn't, didn't you get offered to buy it back? Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm I have the offer in hand. I actually got it notarized yesterday. I just need to oh, cool. scan it and send it back and set up a date. Are you gonna strip it? Not strip it. I mean, I'm gonna take all my fun parts <laughs> off. But there, there was reports of guys stripping the car down because the only thing you had to deliver was a running uh, TDI, <laughs> yeah. so that had that like was, no that body was panels on it. All over Jalopnik. Yeah, you, you you really might want to look for somebody who has a crashed one and see if you can just put all the crashed, hang all the crashed panels on uh, on yours. And <laughs> don't we? And, I think uh, we know somebody some in bucks. we know somebody in New England, don't we? Oh yeah, Greg might Greg might want to make, take a road trip, get some parts. Yeah. Although I think he's trading his in too. Oh okay. Yeah, he just put a. Uh, Is he Greg, buying an Greg ambulance as well? Drives one. What's that? that he's buying an ambulance as well. I mean, it's it's another kind of wagon. It's like I, a, his wife was looking at like old old mercedes so i think he's in for a world of pain <laughs> the, oh, one, the ones where it's, the it's where the locks one. are vacuum actuated i i hope not that old <laughs> <laughs> well, well johnny you just went racing how was uh how was the, the track uh what was it last weekend yeah yeah we went last weekend i kind of give a background on, on what i drive is uh i got a, a v8 powered me out i've got ls1 john bashar jr racing engine it's about 500 horsepower we got uh, Maxxis tires on just the regular, you know, setup Miata. What, what size? Uh, what size rims do you run in that thing? Uh, the rims. Yeah. 
I mean the wheels. Rams. 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 Fifteens. Uh, Just standard. How high? Fifteen by nines. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we run the two forty five on on uh, on top of those. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, we we did pretty good. We got down. We <laughs> the first session was rain. I think I figured out I'm good in rain because I ran the fastest lap of the day in the rain. Holy no, of the, your, of the entire event. Your fastest lap? Yeah. Or? It was, no, it dried out <laughs> and I got faster. Okay. Everyone else got more faster. Yeah. But uh, the same thing happened for me down when I went down to Seabrig. Uh, I just go out there. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go. I've never been around this track. I'm just going to go swing it and see what happens. Come back in. Me and uh, my teammate Joel were one, two overall. I'm like, like wow, we've never even been here before. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, so I think driving the little Miata that likes to step out all the time really prepared me for the rain. And uh, But, yeah, we went down and uh, took home first on Saturday. Had a, a margin of victory of seven seconds. Then uh, ran a personal best in the 134s. You know, we're, we're still shooting real hard to get the V8 Miata lap record at the 132. So that's... That's basically how it went down. Um, that's so fast. That's that's uh, that's not bad, man, for two forty fives and stuff too. Yeah, um, yeah, it, that, and it's funny because you've been around Road Atlanta, right? Remember how scary yeah. it is? Yeah, it's uh, for me the scariest part is turn nine on the back straight. Really? Like, little yeah, kink when I get thing? done. Yeah, with that little kink. Like after I get done with that, I'm like, okay, I'm cool for the rest of the lap. Like. That's just the scary part for me. <laughs> That's not the scary part in like Austin's S2000 or my CRX. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's not the scary part. Nope. No, you, nope. you get to nine in that thing and it's doing a buck 45 and you're still oh accelerating. And it's when you turn the wheel and it doesn't like either wants to turn and the rear end wants to wiggle around on you or you turn the wheel and it doesn't turn and you just kind of hold it and wait for the front end to oh. rip up. So nine is an <laughs> so. actual corner in that car, huh? Yes, yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just a spot where I look in the mirror and I'm like, is anybody faster coming? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I l- oh, yeah, look around, see, you know, scan scan about 400 feet, 500 feet ahead, but it ain't much of a turn in a CRX. <laughs> I what, actually uh, caught, what, 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 I caught oh, what Bond getting junior at uh, Grid Life South in, uh, just before nine last year. Yeah, in, the, in, that, in that Mustang he was racing? In that Mustang he was he, he had. He did yeah, really well in that thing for being a stock car. I think he got he like, like forty. Yeah, I think he did a one forty flat. Yeah, which Wait. is, I mean, uh, it's like a, it's like a as you can buy it at the dealer RTR Mustang. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, any of those guys that go out and do anything at a professional level, yeah, as a do wheel drive man, something. He drives something all day. So. Yeah, you you can pretty much jump on anything and do well. Yeah, you know, yep. even at a club or I mean, not if you're like a professional bus driver, but if you've got. Some hey, you never of. know, man. Some of them kinked buses in Chicago with the little hip <laughs> joint in the middle, man. Those guys got to be good. Those guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you put them in a Mustang and they just like win Formula Drive. Uh, You're like, whatever. You got yeah, man. No big deal. I've whipped this thing around Michigan Avenue. <laughs> put tires on it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was the run. You know, we did, ran down with NASA and that was uh, uh, that was it was a perfect weekend. I think we had a little bit of hiccup in grid where they put me last after the morning session where I ran the fastest wet time. Yeah. And so then I was like, well, this is fun. You know, I get to, you get to pass every single, you know, Miata. And Ford why, did they, why did they put you last? Uh, I was a new grid guy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, Sweet. I was like, well, thanks, man. <laughs> All right. All right so. It makes for an entertaining session, at least at your home track there. Because you live, was, uh, for people that didn't hear your first, when, when were you on with us? It was like episode 15 or 20, right? Yeah, it was one of the first ones. Um, and you, uh, you live like, it's like uh, you don't have to you don't have to change tires to drive them out of home. Like you live like a half a mile from Road Atlanta. Seven minutes, yeah, yeah. You know, the first time I was loading up to go to Road Atlanta, I stopped myself and I was like, like, well, wait a minute, it's going to take me longer to load the car than it would be to just drive yeah. home. So I, <laughs> so I don't bring, I don't even bring spare tires or anything. It's just you know, I'll, just I'll bring, yeah, yeah, I'll bring like a spare. One spare because I get a flat and I'll just drive it home and do whatever repairs I need to do and then make it back for my next session. It's seven minutes, but probably three of that is like exiting the track because um, <laughs> you're like probably what what are you like maybe a thousand feet from the track? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind as of the a, crow flies. Yeah, yeah, the, as the crow flies, I'm even closer um, because it's kind of like this big C shape. You got to drive yeah. around the track, but yeah, I mean, you could throw a rock from my house and probably hit turn six. Yeah, you're really close there. Mm-hmm. Can you? Yeah, is, it. is it is it really loud there? Or are the exhaust pipes aiming at you? You know, it's uh, it, it has a lot to do with the clouds. Okay. If it's a real cloudy day, I mean, it's like you're. It sounds like you're at the track. Okay. If it's a real clear day, then you know it's it's like anything else. You know, you, you can yeah. kind of hear it like highway noise, but it's not it's not obnoxious. Kind of kind of which way the wind is blowing too. I'd imagine too. Yeah, yeah, and or if PCA is in town. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, Porsches are so loud. <laughs> That's true. Some of them are pretty loud. How many of your neighbors have tried to uh, petition to shut the track down? It's funny. We had uh, I'm on like the neighborhood Facebook chat group, right? And uh, for the Friday, and like this is the only time I've ever heard anybody complain. But the Friday before the NASA event, somebody complained about the just track it. You know, and it was just in passing. It wasn't like they were making a stand or anything. Yeah, but uh, I was like, "Well, you're the idiot that moved next to the track that's been here for 40 years," and <laughs> and it's probably not the best thing to say to a neighbor. <laughs> but yeah. all the other neighbors pretty much jumped in and and, and like jumped you know, like they jumped on her back, and, and I felt really bad, and I offered her free tickets to to come to the NASA race and everything. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get you. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> yeah, just come see what it is. See what you're hearing at least. Yeah, right? exactly. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> They refuse, but yeah. I still felt bad. <laughs> the uh, you don't see a whole lot of complaining from from your subdivision. Is there much complaint from anybody around you, or no? No, like around not the really. track. I mean, everyone's pretty uh, supportive of it, especially like around Petite and stuff like that. We get so many. There's yeah. so many travelers coming in for Petite. That, yeah, it's got to be good for the local economy, big time. Oh yeah, especially local liquor store. That, <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Like they got a, they they do the whole thing. They put out like spotlights and. <laughs> everything. Yeah, that that one down the street. When you go out of the track, go right, um, just mm-hmm. past the Mexican restaurant there. Yep. That's a pretty. It's a pretty nice liquor store. <laughs> they yeah. have a lot of stuff there. Oh yeah, it's huge. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one there. It's like the size of the original Walmart's. If you if you're as old yeah. as I am, it's, it is. It's actually it's big. Yeah, it's a big yeah. liquor store, but. Um. So Johnny, how uh, how as far as the Miata set up, like for a little bit of background with people, what what kind of suspension and stuff do you put on a V8 Miata, like and rear end and stuff like that? Because I mean, funny. we don't do a lot of tech talk, but uh, I, yeah. I've only seen your Miata twice, and every time I see it, it's like, man, I want to build one of these. But <laughs> it's uh, actually the suspension on it was, and I'm actually a little mad at Keith at Fly Miata for because I have the Afco and. The AFCO suspensions, 
okay. It's not great, but I'm mad at them because the week I bought it, the next week they came out with the Fox suspension. And the Fox is so much so superior. And I'm like, why why didn't you tell me? Yeah, I must have bought the last one, you know. And so I get I get the AFCO twin tube on there, which is uh, kind of a funny shock because um, there, it's not pressurized. Yeah. Uh, being a twin tube is got this kind of. I was talking with Wes at uh, I forgot I forgot the name is Wes Performance. He's a shock guy that comes to NASA races. And I was talking to him about twin tubes, and he was like, "Yeah, here," and he hands me the a bag like looks like a Ziploc baggy kind of thing, and he goes, "That's the gas in your shock." I'm like. Oh, do you do you open this and like put it in? Like dump the gas in? <laughs> He's like, no, you just put the bag in, and that's it. I was like, I'm like, how does that even work? And so he was explaining that they have to start moving and yeah. build their own pressure, and then they start working. Okay. And so it's uh, it's not the best kind of a shock for like autocross or anything like that. Even though I've had pretty good luck on them, uh, I'm not actually super familiar with the difference between twin tubes and monotubes. Uh, well, a twin tube, it doesn't have, it, um, it's basically a lot more travel in the twin tube. Um, there's not a room, like a chamber in there for like a normal monotube would have. Yeah. Um, so you can gain, you gain like four inches of travel using a twin tube. Um, but like I said, it has to start building its own pressure first for it to start working. Okay. So it's, it's real popular in like dirt and, um, uh, circle track racing, you know, that kind of stuff where it's a bumpy surface because that just slight movement will actually get the thing working. Yeah. So, yeah. Coney yellows are, are twin tubes and they're obviously fairly popular, but yeah. Yeah. So that, that seems to be the difference between the two. And honestly, I'm the worst guy in the world to talk about shocks. <laughs> like I, I, I was talking with Wes today and he was explaining to me jounce and rebound and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, and I was like, how, <laughs> sounds good, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, well, I was like, how do I know if I, I have enough or not enough rebound? He goes, oh, well, if you don't have enough, your car will feel like it's a boat and you'll be floating all over the place. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what I have. So I must not have enough. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that sounds good. So now we got to start playing with those things. You should, you should listen to the uh, the episode with uh, Lee from, from Coney, the early one, the first one. I actually <laughs> go back and listen to those. I go listen to <laughs> Some- the tech. Yeah, that's so got to be one of our most downloaded shows, I think. <laughs> yeah. So where yeah, where do you listen to the shows at, Johnny? Yeah. Do you oh. sit in the bathtub like James Houghton, or really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to listen to that one. <laughs> I got to see that one. <laughs> it's a uh, good one. <laughs> honestly, I flip them on uh, when I'm sitting at my computer. Uh, I I mostly work from home. You know, I have a home office. You know, so I'm usually doing that kind of stuff. So I don't have a commute. Wait, well, who do you work for, Johnny? I work for OG Racing. And it, uh, shameless plug. Let's do that some more. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you actually sponsored the James Houghton show, so you should probably listen back. But really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. All right, I Gee, think. I'm did, that down. Do we have an ad in front of that one, Austin? I believe we do. I, I believe we did. It's it's a recent show. So yeah, Johnny, uh, what is OG Racing? You're, uh, we, we've talked about it uh, in in some ads here, but yeah. uh, what do you guys do? Uh, it's a safety company, first and foremost. Um, our biggest claim to fame is that we're the nation's largest retailer of Sparco products. Um, nobody else in the U.S. retails more Sparco products than us. We have, like, for example, 
well over 200 seats in stock. Um, amongst other products, we even have OMP, Race Tech, um, you know, other other seats like that. But we keep everything in stock. Uh, is our is our big claim. And, and when I went in for my first interview, when I talked to my boss, he was saying that the biggest thing is that we got to have it. And the customer is number one. And after working with a few Corvette shops and things like that, where it was not the case, I was I was very happy to hear that. And, um, and honestly, I've been working at OG probably my longest job I ever had was in the Army. And OG's been the second one. And it's looking like I'm going to be passing that here pretty soon. So how long have you been there? Like five, six years? Yeah, we're pushing on year number four right now. So we're okay. doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I finally found a home. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, was, that's good. Yeah. Where where's the warehouse? Where 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 are they? Where do they ship out of? Where are they from? Well, if you guys want to go try in some seats and try on some suits, get yourself yeah. a plane ticket to Washington D.C. because uh, our warehouse is right by the airport. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a huge warehouse, and you know, while you guys go check out the Smithsonian, pop in, get some, get yourself measured for a suit. You know, if you're not in the market yet, just figure out what size you are, get your number, write it down, and uh, and then. You'll be ready to go one of this time, but yes, yeah, it's, it's right over by the airport. It's easy access. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what uh, what kind of do they have a full showroom there and everything? Or no? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can you walk right in and just start sitting and stuff. I actually know these things because I've surfed the website a bunch of times and I bought yeah. things from you. But <laughs> <laughs> full disclosure, full disclosure. Fantastic. Um, well, we appreciate that, Adam. We really do. Yeah, well, we're trying to we're trying to send people your way, but uh, yeah, good company. You guys, uh, it seems like you've got pretty good uh, tech support too for telling people how to use the stuff that they buy. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, uh, today was really hectic. It, you know, I think a lot of people have figured out that they can reach out to me on Facebook, and I've been doing nothing but Facebook Messenger all day today, and I'll do it all day tomorrow. And that's you know that's what I get paid to do is to sit there and just answer questions. You know, whatever they got. You know. If you want to know why the shoe is a hundred bucks and that shoe's three hundred bucks, you know, I got those kinds of answers for you. Yeah, <laughs> because it is. Is it? Is that the, you just uh, type usually, in because? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like shut up and pay me. Yeah. But no, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> buy it and I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. How about you buy both? Yeah, no, it's a uh, well, a great anything, return policy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, that's. I've done a few helmets that way. Yeah, um, just buy a bunch yeah. of helmets. Yeah, well, I would go. Well, do you have room on your credit card? You know, the guy will be like stuck between three different helmets. You know, yeah. like get room on your credit card. He goes, yeah. I'm like, if you, you know, if you buy it on the tenth, you know, or if it's like even the fifteenth, buy them all. It's free shipping. Get them all to your house. Try them all on. Whatever ones you don't like, send them back, and I'll get that refunded on your credit card before the next payment. You know, and they're like, oh, okay. So it's kind of, you know, you don't get any yeah. interest on it or anything like that. So it's it's kind of a cool little thing we do is we can really get back to people that way. But yeah, that, yeah it, it, sometimes you can't get to the shop to buy a helmet to try it on to fit it, you know. Um, yeah. I, I know oh. a lot of Chicago buddies will drive way up north to Wisconsin or, you know, out west. Like they'll drive hours to try helmets on. Yeah, um, and then they'll go online and buy it the cheapest place they can find. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it, uh, yeah, the uh, that is one thing that you want to try on. So that's that's not a bad little uh, service. Your boss oh, would even, probably be so mad that you that you told him you could do that. <laughs> oh no, he don't mind. <laughs> so much wasted shipping, Johnny. <laughs> I mean, we 
like I said, we're number one for the customer, so we don't mind, you know. But like seriously, if if he gave me a, a bad attitude about that, I wouldn't be happy, you know, being here. But he's he's number one about the customer, so yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But but Jeremy, when you're looking at this kind of stuff, and the biggest question I get, especially over suits, is what kind of suit to get. And guys usually always do the they go to sh- <laughs> they go to the price and they go cheapest first and they order a suit that way. Yeah, and the first suit, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, the yeah. first suit. And uh, I always try to to kind of calm people down on that. I'm like, okay, that's, I mean, that, that's a pretty good way if you're going to go shopping at Walmart to do stuff. But you know, this is this is motorsports. So everything's got a little bit different. And uh, the biggest one's like the Sparco Jade suit that we have. Mm-hmm. And if I got a guy who's racing down the southeast with me or down in Florida. And they go to the and they call me up and they're like, "Hey, I like to order Sparko Jade." I usually stop them and say, "No." I'm like, "I'm like that suit is two hundred bucks and it is the heaviest thing in the world." I mean, if you're going to go snowmobile racing, that's the good suit to get. You know, uh, that it's actually the suit I wear in the winter. <laughs> so you it's one of those uh, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I got. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I I know a guy, so I can get a lot of suits, but I always <laughs> wear the I wear the thick one in the winter. So just because it keeps me warmer, but, uh, and I kind of tell the guys, I'm like, okay, that when you're looking at the pricing of it, you know, the cheaper suits are made from cheaper Nomex and cheaper Nomex is heavier. It's thicker. It's itchier, you know, that kind of thing. And generally anybody that's racing and they want to make a, a real stab at it, I put, start pushing them up to like a $500, uh, like a, like an Alpine star, um, start or an Alpine Star race is usually a pretty good one to start off with if you're looking for your first starter suit. Um, and I say that because they're pretty light construction for the price, and they're very ergonomic. They're like the elbows. Alpine Star suits are cut a lot like their race suits. Um, you know, or for their motorcycle suits, I should say. You know how you've ever seen the, the guys get off motorcycles and they're walking around like an ape? You know, the, yeah. <laughs> their knees are already pre-bent, their arms are pre-bent. The, suit, the Alpine Star suits are the same way. So they're, they're cut as that you're sitting in the car. So oh, it's that's a, not a bad that's that, I've noticed my my older <laughs> Simpson suit is a little bit tighter uh in my elbows and knees. I've, and that and it's wearing there a little bit more too. But Right. Yeah, I hadn't thought right. of that. Yeah, that's the cut of it is because the that was cut like straight up and down. Yeah. You know, like how old was the Simpson suit? Oh, it's probably a 10-year-old suit now. Yeah. So that might have been when Bill Simpson was still even running the company. But that was uh, it, it, it's ugly too. It's free. It looked like a Smurf. It's all blue. It's terrible. I, I thought like that was just like a. Not, I thought that was a Dickies jumpsuit that you wore, man. No, it's, no that's my. I also have one of those. <laughs> you put on the Dickies jumpsuit over the race suit, like I, I, I totally have. Um, when it's cold, I did. I did. I've done that at Lemons race. It's just jump right into my big baggy jump. I have two jumpsuits. I have one that makes me look like MC Hammer, where it's yes. you know can't touch this big old baggy pants. Yeah, and, and you just hop right in that thing and slide under the car. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I have an army jumpsuit, like mechanics jumpsuit. Yeah, I do the same thing. I carry it with me to the track, so that if I, I have to like crawl underneath. the ground, I just slide into that thing, and that way I don't ruin my suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good tech tip for uh, a good pointer for newer yep. track guys and racers. Don't wrench in your suit because yeah. you don't want to clean it. You don't want to clean it all the time because you got to dry clean it and stuff. But. Right, right. Yeah, every time you wash it, it gets beat up somehow. 
yeah, take it off and yeah. put it in the trailer, or put it in the car, and don't wear it when you're sliding underneath it to, uh, you know, to fix the exhaust. It's not the time <laughs> or the place to wear that. <laughs> or in the, uh, you know, the other tech tip is either take it off. Um, oh no, the other tech tip would be uh, don't wash it every time. Like let it get a little funky first. You know, like do three or four events. Depends yeah. on how hot it is. Yeah. You know, let it get a little funky in it, and then wash it. Um, what's your What's your theory behind that? No, that's how I do it. That was uh, that was direction from from manufacturers. My 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 theory behind that is take it off immediately and just hang it up. Don't ball it up. And let it be gross. Yeah. And and I always obviously I have you know balaclava on and and everything. And and I I change my undershirt like because I'm you know you're wearing you're wearing regular clothes underneath like a shirt mm-hmm. and boxers. But I change right. that in between races and uh, mind like. I, I haven't ran. I haven't washed mine in three years, and it doesn't stink. <laughs> it's not if you if you dry it out all the time, it doesn't stink. So yeah, yeah. I I always try to remember because I pack up everything from the track and I throw my gear in my gear bag. I have a Sparkle yeah. Planet bag that I use, and I throw everything into that thing. And I go, okay, do not forget this in here. <laughs> yeah. As soon as bad. you get home in this thing because I, I lay mine over my center net and my harness bar and I just my suit when I'm done with it in the weekend like I pack up the car and then I just lay the suit in the race car yeah. so that I know to take it out of the car as soon as I put the car in the garage and then I hang it up and I don't know I think that's a good way to do it the more yeah. you wash it the more beat up it gets you know but. yeah absolutely I agree yeah I mean I uh, I I do that too but I always forget my my uh, balaclava yeah in the bag that, that's like that Oh man, mine is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta order a new balaclava and socks for me. Mine are a couple years old. But... Yeah, I need, I need to do that as well. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> get, they get kind of weird, you know. When the, when the, when you can kind of almost see your your skin through the socks, it's time to throw those away. Yeah, those probably yeah. aren't protecting very much at all. Yeah, yeah. it's time for new ones. But the, <laughs> the, the fire are... can see your skin too. <laughs> <laughs> the, those socks are so like men's underwear right because men will wear their underwear until they just evaporate yeah you know it's like the same thing with those those fireproof socks those things just kind of one day just go (laughs) and it's like where'd that sock go (laughs) (laughs) that's that's not a sock anymore buddy yeah it just turns to a gas and then you can't find it anymore (laughs) so what uh uh, as far as og racing goes uh what is your role over there uh i'm a southeast field rep so my job is to be the eyes and ears in the Southeast. Um, I go around, I, I find new dealers, I find uh, new avenues. We even find new products to put in the store. Um, like uh, Track Gear is an underwear company that, um, that was founded, uh, that we, we found, that was founded basically down in Savannah. Uh, is where they're based out of. And it's an American-made underwear company that does fireproof underwear. And uh, we found those guys, brought them, you know, the, the product's amazing, uh, amazingly light. feels like Under Armour, but it's, it won't melt. Um, and we brought those guys in. And uh, other than that, I go around and I give classroom sessions on safety equipment. And I give uh, classroom sessions on, on braking and crashing and fire protection and and you name it. Uh, basically all in the lines of uh, a lot of my classes are, are like what I would call like 101 like a uh, like a starting platform for somebody who knows nothing uh, yeah. it was very new to the track you know and I take them through that and they 
And I kind of go, okay, well, you know, you're going to be a race car driver. You're going to need to look like a race car driver, and this is how you do it, and this is why. Um, or you need to build a race car, and this is how you do it, and this is why. Um, and that kind of thing. And I always start off HPD1 guys with the brake class, because usually those guys show up with the weirdest stuff that they've read on the Internet to uh, – to, that they think will make the car stop well, and and a lot of times those guys are, are you know, they've been misled pretty far, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> and, and they're way overworking the brakes because they've never done this before. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do rotor temps as well, and I, the hottest rotor temp I ever recorded in the pits was sixteen hundred degrees. Wow. And, yeah, twenty eight hundred degrees. Your rotors are are liquid. So, um, jeez, that is kind of see, Yeah, and that was on the HPD one student's car. And yeah, he just must have been riding the brakes the whole time, or just pushing the brake pedal down and then not doing anything. <laughs> oh my He's god! Like, how do you, yeah? How do you not have like how is stuff not starting on fire? That's yeah, so yeah. What I what I my biggest regret in life was not asking what brake fluid he was using. Yeah, because that stuff that dude was had some out. good brake fluid. Yeah, that thing was yeah that, that was the best stuff I've ever seen. Yeah, he was using ball bearings as brake fluid, <laughs> <laughs> like air brakes. Just, just fill all the lines with ball bearings and just push on those. <laughs> That's so hot. You're into something there. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to have mechanical brakes again, like the Model Ts. That might not be just a bad big, idea. Just big cables. <laughs> yeah, just fill that thing with yeah cable, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Can you imagine like a, a Lamar start in Model Ts where you have to hand crank the thing? Um, every like four four guys would break their elbows <laughs> off. <and> they- <laughs> I mean, it's just a statistic. I mean, you got. 50 people trying to start. Oh, yeah. At least it's a four really of them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a monthly thing when you own a Model T, probably, to, to get a new elbow. <laughs> I think that might, this, this might have been the second time in the last month we've mentioned crank starting a Model T. <laughs> oh. It's a weird podcast. Just <laughs> <laughs> returning to our roots, awesome. man. Yeah, Austin's going to be making a uh, track Midwest post on what Model T to buy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he bought his vehicle. He brought. He bought it. <laughs> I did it's for over. now. It's for now. over. <laughs> <laughs> there were three or four guys that every time Austin would make a, what do you guys think of a <laughs> post? Yeah. Like just buy something. Like, just tell. Just tell me <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I think I was one of those guys. <laughs> I, I think. I think. I think Austin's wife was one of those people too. Probably. <laughs> like just just tell him to buy something. So I went out and bought like the most obnoxious thing that I could. Yeah. No, I, I, the ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. The sample lamps. <laughs> the amber lamps. <laughs> <laughs> that, that thing's fantastic, and it makes perfect sense too, which is weird for you. It's normally you buy something that's like completely obnoxious, but it's like. Like, no, an ambulance is perfect because it's like you can store everything in it. You got cubby rooms galore. Oh, yeah. It's like got sleep. tons of space. The only, the only thing like, it literally can have a bed in it. Yeah, it's going to have a bed in it. Yeah. So the only, the only problem is somebody made a post the other day that said, you know, the only problem about driving an ambulance is that no matter how good your weekend went, you're always leaving the track in an ambulance. That's true. That's the only bad part. <laughs> It's a really bad pun. <laughs> the uh, the second night he owned it, he slept in it, so that's a good sign. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Jessica and I are taking it. We'll probably camp in it Thursday and Friday night uh, out at Joshua Tree. How far is that from you? It's like that's three possible. three hours. Oh, I, I thought it's closer than I thought. So yeah, cause you're in Southern California, right? Yeah, yeah, right in yeah, LA. Everything in Southern California is two or three hours away. 
the the McDonald's four blocks away or Joshua Tree. Two to three hours. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. San Diego. Yeah. Vegas. It's just, just a matter of what time of day you go. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, when this when this show comes out, I will be somewhere in the middle of Joshua Tree. What does your wife think of this thing? She loves it. Does she really? So one of the reasons that we had to get the ambulance is because I wanted to do a van that we could both stand up in. That was kind of her yeah. requirement was that <laughs> she had to be able to stand up in it. And luckily an and ambulance wife, is like five, seven, seven tall. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is she, is she really? No, no. Cause <laughs> I know Austin's like, like four and a half feet tall. Hey, four, four and hey three man, quarters. It's, it's like sunny, sunny and share. No big deal. Don't be jealous. <laughs> So no, they're they're, the they're appropriate. They're appropriate heights. They're appropriate so, heights. But I am. Uh, um, I, I was. I was thinking this week. I think I'm gonna drive it around the country all of June. So such a man. I'm gonna drive it from here to Chicago and Gingerman for the Midwest Festival. Yeah. And then probably cruise down, see some family in the southeast, stop by Atlanta, uh, go down to Florida. Like Johnny's Crown Royal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We, we actually ran out. <laughs> yeah. Got to get Jacob Mosler to get you more Crown Royal. Dude. I know. I told him that in the last race. <laughs> Is he still racing a Mosler? No. no, no. He... Okay. So Jacob, <laughs> Jacob has been showing up with a new car every race. Yeah. He had right. a Mosler at the Santa's toy run that I hung out with you guys at in 2015. Like some right. people, and, some people show up with a brought... new girl every race. He shows up with a new car every race. He shows up with a new car every race. Right. And <laughs> oh, so he geez. did the, he showed up with the black Mosler, the MT-900, when you came down. No, and he had an then, old white one. He had an old white one. Oh, did he have the, the yeah, I, forgot, I can't pronounce the name of that thing. It's like a Concier. 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 Concier, yeah. Yeah. Um, the so Chrysler 2.whatever turbo motor, yeah. And I, oh, he let me drive that thing. Like, he just goes, I was, like, really bummed I didn't make the race. My car was still busted. And he goes, here, just, just drive it. And I was like, okay. I think I and, remember that. I think that was the weekend I was there. Oh, was that it? Okay. Or you were talking about it. I can't remember. Because I was at your house afterwards with him, and we were drinking Crown Royal. And I was like, hey, you uh, you talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, the thing is amazing to drive. Like, I, I couldn't believe that it was that old, to tell you the truth. They're supposed to be well really done. cool. Yeah. I mean, that one was weird because it had, like, no shocks in it. And I guess that was what the race team said made it faster. So he just left it alone. Uh, so it was kind of floaty and stuff, but it drove so good. I was and I was driving. I'm like, I'm not even hot. <laughs> like this is nice. Yeah, the motor's so, behind you and uh, a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit open and a lot more air moving through. Yeah, and and then he shows up with this tiny little Mustang, which we dubbed the Mini Mustang, and it's this circle track car where it looks like the body's a Mustang, the wheels are proportional to size, but it is the same size as my car, same size as Miata. Like it even uses the same size wheels, like, like tube wheels. frame and everything. Yeah, it's tube frame. Everything has got a it's got a Cosworth four cylinder engine. It's sequential. I've never seen one of these. It is like I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, this thing is sweet. <laughs> so this that sounds awesome. Car. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna Google that right now. I think he's selling it. It's on Racing Junk. Uh, so he shows up with that thing for like two races and runs it, and then he buys a uh, he got a real good deal. He couldn't pass up on some stock cars. And so now he's been showing up with the stock cars, okay. and uh, and I kind of got like mad at him because he was we put him on the team on Nine Lives, and I'm like Jacob, pick one car and stick oh. with it <laughs> over you know? and over and over. 
Yeah, I mean, just for this season. You can get a new car next year, but just run one car this year. And he goes, oh, God. He's like, oh, I'm dedicating myself to it in this last race. He was like, I was looking at those uh, four uh, spec racer Fords, and I was like, what, whatever you want in 2018. 2017, you stick with the black stock, <laughs> stock car. Just hey, getting, what kind of stock cars does he have? Does he have uh, like old Arca cars or something? Or yeah, it's like an Arca car. It's a uh, you know late model Camaro body. You know, cool. uh, dry sump LS LS one motor with four speed. Yeah, it's, it's oh, pretty much so a bad. yeah. It was modified to go road racing, and then he got it. So he kind of got hooked up on that because I think modifying them is kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. you got to know what you're doing. But but yeah, he uh, he got hooked up on that thing, and I was like, I'm like that is your car this year. You're not changing it. <laughs> You know, cause all this, you know, we have a bunch of sponsors, stuff like that. And then he gets a car where we kind of find an avenue for the sponsor stuff to get onto it. And then he changes the car and then we got to start all over again, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, just, just stick with one <laughs> and bring more crown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, was he there this weekend with the car, with the stock car? Yeah. 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 He, he came out and, uh, he ran, I think at second both days. Okay. So did pretty good in those things. So he's he's really progressed as a driver. It's, it's been pretty cool to watch him go. And it's been it's been growing real fast. It's kind of neat. How long has he been doing this? Uh well, I, I mean, he was telling me about when he was a little kid at twenty four hours at Daytona. He was like, you know, like well, last time we were there, he was like, oh yeah, let's. When I first came here, there was nothing. You know, there's no people, no nothing. You know, it was, it was basically like a club race, club level race kind of the thing. And uh, he's like, now it's huge and it's really blown up. And so he's been around it forever, but he hasn't been driving until like three, four years ago, I think, was his first time really wheeling. So, it's yeah, he's really picked up. He's gone through the whole NASA, you know, HPD 1, 2, 3, 4 process and, you know, and then kept going on and on and, you know, and just improving. And, you know, we've been, we brought him on the team and we've been helping him, trying to learn to drive, trying to learn uh, how to use data stuff like that and it's been working out pretty good it seems like you've been uh, dropping speed your, or uh, dropping time yourself uh, picking yeah, up speed yeah. this in the last couple of years too you uh oh, yeah. any anything uh anything lead to that or just more seat time and data use or well my time in when i first built my car i didn't know what i was doing i wanted to go global time attack racing and only thing i knew is everybody had a million horsepower yeah. So I needed a million horsepower, so I got to be putting the me on it, right? So because I figured that's more, you know, that's like a three thousand pound car with seven hundred horsepower is having a two thousand pound car with five hundred horsepower, and it's a little cheaper to do that. And I realized quickly that I had no idea what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I got the I got a job at PFC Brakes, and I was suddenly around top level racing cars, and I'm like, holy cow, I'm really missing the mark on my car. You know, I just after sticking my nose in there and I stopped focusing on power and I started focusing on chassis development. Um, we finally got the brake sorted out this year after fussing with it for four years. Um, and, and, you know, I've always kind of had uh, uh, a following with Ross Bentley and I've read all his books and I listened to all his podcasts and all that stuff. And I even went to a few classes that he gave. And I felt like I knew the philosophy of how to drive fast, but I am improving on actual application of getting that done, of, of doing what he says. And, uh, and this year we're, we're really knocking time off. And my goal was to get the V8 Miata lap record, which Danny George set, um, 
track in GTA in 2000, 2000, 2000, 2015 um, with his 700 horsepower car and big tires, all the stuff, everything that I don't have. And uh, I just wanted to get that time. So we're only two seconds away from it, which is real exciting. And I'm ready for uh, ready to get back there and try it again. So what, when is the next it. time you're going to be there? Uh, well, the motor's coming out of the car. We found some some sheen in, in the oil. So oh, the no. engine's going to go out. Yeah, we don't know what it is. I mean, we put it up on the dyno. It's still made good power. So we don't have any clue. But it's got to go back to, to my engine builder, John Bouchard, and and he's going to go through it, and I have an extra spare block that I want him to build too. So he'll he'll have some uh, he'll have some work when I get up there. So we're, we're going to do that, and hopefully we can. Uh, uh, I want the car dialed in and ready to go in December again because that's when the lap times fall. And I want to yeah. really just I just really want to tear it up. <laughs> I hope you get it done for August. I want to see that thing run again at uh, Grid Life South. Oh, Grid Life. Yeah, you know, I might have something else for you guys on that one. <laughs> really? What's that? Yeah. Um, well, Jim, the owner of NASA Southeast has started a, uh, what we call spec ghetto class. And it's, okay. and it, the, the idea was that you take a Miata and you take the body off of it and you put a cage on and then yeah. that, that's basically it. Uh, you have to start with a one point. And I was like, I will be the series director for this. Cause this is a great idea. Oh, that I'm sounds like, awesome. You have to have a 1.6 liter Miata. You can't do a one eight. Like yeah. everything has to be stock. You cannot run anything. No shocks, no springs, just stock. Um, the car has so much drag. You don't even need race brakes on it. And uh, I was like, I was like, you know what? Even take one further. One cylinder has to be down to compression. You know, because we don't want anybody building motors for this kind of thing. We want it to be as cheap as we possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> And so Just dump get, a bunch of sand in cylinder three. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Run it, change the oil. <laughs> and uh, and when I get done with that car, I'm going to call it the rental. Because if, you know, I, I always get buddies that, are, that call me up. They're like, hey, I need to borrow a car. Or, you know, a good friend, I'll loan them my car and they'll break it. Or, you know, I'll loan them something and they'll break it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to build this thing. And it's going to be the rental. And they can they could stuff it in the wall for like here because I only paid five hundred bucks for it. Yeah, toss me a couple hundo. I'm gonna make money on this thing real fast. Huh? That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that sounds we, awesome. I want well, I want I want to drive that. <laughs> well, we uh, we came up with this idea, and I'll probably bring that out to Grid Life. But we yeah. came up with this idea, and the next race, a guy shows up with a RX8 with the body cut off it. So I'm like, yeah. all right, well, we can't do Miatas because it's already growing. <laughs> it's growing into something yeah. else. So we're gonna we're just gonna do a spec ghetto class and you know just show up with something stock and cut the body off it and put a cage on. That's cool. And let's go run it. <laughs> yeah, make it safe, but make it terrible. That's <laughs> oh, it's gonna be <laughs> awful. So cool. I know the hardest part is like getting rid of all the sharp edges. <laughs> yeah, wanna, yeah. I don't want to tear my race suit on it. <laughs> a lot of flap wheel time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess sounds... they're real tail happy because they have no tail, like no tail weight anymore. So it's, it's just that would terrific. mess with a lot of things on a Miata, especially with the drag, like you said, and then oh, yeah. like, the way the yeah. air went underneath the thing. Like everything would just probably. I, yeah, I was driving. Change everything, yeah. <laughs> I drove uh, uh, Jim's his spec ghetto car and around CMP, and it was a headwind on the straightaway. So it was kind of like you, the the straightaway had a little turn in it, and then you'd go into the head the headwind, and it had so much drag on it. That I would actually lose speed when I hit the headwind. <laughs> so it'd be like <laughs> doing 105 miles an hour. We'd turn right, and then it would be like, <laughs> start and it would drop down to like 95. Yeah. That's awesome. So it was, it was a hoot, but you just 
You just went out there and you wheeled the snot out of it, you know, you jumping curbs and everything else, trying to make the track as straight as you can. <laughs> Those are got- some of the most fun cars ever, the, like like racing buddies, lemons cars and stuff. And it's yeah. you, you, just cars you don't have to care much about. Those are the best. Right. Yeah. They, they can be so refreshing after you're, you know, after you fight a project like uh, like your V8 Miata or, yeah. or whatever, you know, when, yeah. when you're developing a car for years and years and years. And then you just hop into something you just don't have to care at all about. Or right. like even like a streetcar, like Austin's TDI. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just, just just beat the snot out of it and drive it home. What do they say? Is track that bitch? Yeah, just track, track that, that bitch shit. Track yeah, track that, that shit. shit. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You yeah, know? sometimes sometimes it's refreshing, man. It's, oh, I, uh, I learned a ton when I drove Jim's car. Yeah, you know, mine you gotta like be, you know, you gotta really baby foot it around a lot of turns and stuff like yeah, that. that. Yeah. And that thing really teaches you to keep your foot down hard. And so it, it, I went from driving my car, I jumped in that thing, wheeled it. And then I jumped in my car and I knocked like five seconds off my time. That's holy CMP. smokes. Yeah, it was, it was huge. And so I'm like, I'm like, I gotta get one of these. This is great. <laughs> it, they, the low horsepower stuff taught me a lot too. I had a, you know, 350 horsepower front wheel drive civic, and I drove that forever, and uh, and then I took uh, I had different variants of turbo motors, and it was always like 300 horsepower. It was fast in a straight line. Yeah, I took the turbo off, and I thought, wow, this is really fun, just na. Yeah. And then I we bought a lemons, we built a lemons car, and it had like 80 horsepower, and like you you didn't have to brake at all. Like yeah, all you had to do was like you touch the brake and turn 11 at Gingerman, and then wide open again turn it you know anywhere any track we took it to you just touch the brake and you outbreak everybody and uh driving a lot of different cars but driving a lot of low horsepower cars especially Mm -hmm. really taught me a lot like uh i don't know that's that's to me that's the way to really to really progress is to to start to start small you know start slow but when i was racing motocross we would get two you'd always have two bikes you'd have a 125 and you had a 250 and if you race 250s, you had a 250 and a 500. And yeah. you basically got the big bike to scare the snot out of you. So that way you would wheel the smaller bike harder. That makes so, sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, I, and it was like what you're saying about not just brakes. I drove a 1.6 liter uh, kind of plain stock me out around Barber. And I swear I can get that car around that track without touching the brakes. Like, <laughs> just wide open the whole time? Just whole time. Like maybe not wide open, but a little bit of lift. But yeah. I think I can get a racing line around that track without touching the brakes. Like, I think it's I think it can be done. I couldn't do it. I was getting too nervous. And I I, I've heard car. that that track is pretty hard on brakes too. Oh, Barber. Yeah, because there's no long straightaways. Yeah. Oh man, I love Barber. That's. I've never been there before. It's oh, you gotta go. It is one of the best. It's such a flowing track. It's so much fun. I think we might have talked about this last time. Yeah. <laughs> On the last podcast. Well, so, what uh, what brought you to Road Atlanta? Was Road Atlanta one of your favorite tracks before you moved there, or, or did you just happen um, to move there? No, I just I I was just moving to Atlanta. Actually, I didn't I didn't get the job with OG until uh, until after I moved to Atlanta, and uh, I was just kind of like you know I'm at the track so much, you know I I mean I love racing. I've always always have, and I was and I worked at Road Atlanta so much. I was like you know what, let's just move over there, you know the wife works remotely the same as i do so i'm like we can work from anywhere so let's just let's just go to the track and she was you know she was like okay (laughs) save me a lot of waking up at 5 a.m to get to driver's meetings now i just roll out of bed and just run over there that would be nice that would be nice 
It's, it is. <laughs> I can't lie. Part of, part of the reason I bought a crappy RV so I can just roll out of bed. Oh, yeah. I, I bring, uh, actually steal my parents' RV. So, anybody's watching my Facebook feed and they think I've made it big, I haven't. Uh, but I steal their RV and that is the. <laughs> That is the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> so to take it to better. the track. The only only bad thing is like you got a class A. Is yeah. uh, you have your race car in the back, you have your class A. You might have like a scooter, um, but if you have to go off a track for any reason, you're kind of uh-huh. stranded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be bad. You know, it's not like you can just pull up the R- the RV and go take it to go get Subway for lunch or something. No, it's big. I'm going to have to bum rides. Or Usually at Grid Life events, people just bring me food because they see me working and like looking like I'm going to die. Yeah. Uh, so people just bring me food. So that's nice I, there. I've seen that before. I think you need to buy like a Suzuki Samurai to be able to throw on the back of the trailer. It, I, I should uh, I should measure you know the height. I wonder, key, how, I wonder how much of I can put on top. There's a, there's a gentleman that races with us that his pit like pit cart is a yeah. smart car. It's not a bad idea. They're tiny. It, put them sideways on a trailer, probably. Yeah, it fits behind his race car in the in the trailer. It's <laughs> really not a bad idea. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, that is genius. <laughs> you yeah. got air conditioning and everything you want. They're you pretty know? cheap too. Yeah. yeah, they are getting cheap. They are getting cheap. Yeah, so that, that's something to think about. Chew that up, or or a, a ghetto Miata. There you go. Yeah, chop the go. front and back of a Miata off. You might yeah. be able to park that sideways in the trailer, too. Yeah, I think my ghetto Miata is only like nine feet long. <laughs> yeah, that would almost work. It would almost be legal. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah it, that, that would be a problem trying to get to Subway with the, you know, especially if uh, if the family's with and stuff. Like, I think we're yeah. just going to bring the, We're going to bring the food with us, but. Yeah, that's it's a, a, it's a, a smart big, way to do it. It's a big vehicle. What, what size is your parents? I have no idea. It's big. <laughs> it's is about it like same a, size yours. Oh, it's like a Class A or something like that? It's, yeah, it's a Class A with a single axle. Yeah, so it's, it's so big. <laughs> I know with my trailer on it, it's like over 62 feet. Oh, my Dang. gosh. I got a really long trailer. <laughs> yeah, mine it's is like, going to be about that, too, because I've got a 25-foot deck. So my trailer yeah. is about 30. My trailer, it's going to be about 65 feet with my trailer. Yeah. yeah Which I think might be illegal, but. Nah. nah, nah. It's fine. Don't. <laughs> that little guy? Don't worry about that little guy. <laughs> don't worry about that little guy. <laughs> yeah, you just got to watch out for changing lanes, which I just don't do. I just, yeah, just, <laughs> just sit in the right just, lane. Whatever drive. Speed, yeah, whatever speed the guy in front of me is going, I do. I stay back like five feet, five seconds from him, and that's what that's the speed I'm, I'm going. I'm not anticipating going anywhere fast with this thing. So. No, no, it's just just expect sixty five. Yeah. If you get anything over that, it's happy. If not, oh well. I'm excited about Mid Ohio because I get to ride it and ride in the thing. Yeah, out. we're we're gonna record a podcast on the way out there just because it's gonna be the this first maiden awesome. voyage with two cars behind it. Oh really? I think it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Did I, it's gonna be so them? long. Hopefully, Did we I share make the it. Story with you about Jacob's RV. No, no. Jacob Moser. All right, so he calls me up one day and he goes, "Hey, uh, could you go look at a car for me in Copart?" Um, and it's like right down the road from my house. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." You know what? What am I looking at? He goes, "It's an RV." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "How big is it?" He's like, "Oh, it's classic." I'm like, "All right, you know, go out there and I, at Copart." <laughs> yeah, at Copart. You know, it's salvage title and all this I, stuff. I love Jacob Mosler more and more every time we talk about it. <laughs> All the guys are right. And uh, as I'm walking in, there are two guys, like two guys in the parking lot walking like next to me. 
and I was like a little bit ahead of him. The one dude ran uh, ran in front of me and opened the door for me, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I, I insisted that he went to the counter first, right? And that saved me because at Copart, I guess you have to have a member number to get into the back. Yeah. And uh, and the guy, and because they're giving that guy's grief about him, his dad didn't have a member number, yeah. you know. And I'm sitting here like, oh man, I don't even have a member with me, you know. And so uh, I get up and I'm texting Jacob. I'm like, what's your member number? And he shoots it over to me and I get up to the window and I make the nice slot and I get and I go, and blah 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 is my number, blah blah blah. And she looks at me and goes. Jacob Mosler, and I'm like, that's what you say. She goes, okay, and hands me all the stuff to go on the back. I'm like, that works. <laughs> so I go on back, and I look at this thing, and, and basically all he wanted to know is if it started and if it was like dead raccoons in the thing or what, because you, you don't have many pictures in Copart. No, you so, get like two pictures, yeah. Yeah, so I'm walking around this thing, and I'm like opening cabinets real slow, like waiting for the family guy raccoon to jump in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like poking around, I'm looking. And everything seems to be in order, and I'm like, okay, you know, it doesn't doesn't smell like dead hooker or anything weird. And you know so what I dead hooker smells like, you know, it's a, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. I, I assume it's a smell that would be familiar to most. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, so I, I check the thing out, and it's uh, and it drives around. I drive it around the lot, and I'm like, all right, this works. And, uh, and so he comes up with his buddy Ben, who's like an RV guru. He knows he knows things, and. Uh, and this is the weekend that the hurricane hit St. Augustine, which is where he lives. And the hurricane was going to hit on Saturday. He shows up on Thursday, grabs the RV. Like, mind you, I hadn't driven this thing but a foot in, our, in yeah. Copart. On the block. Takes yeah. it straight from uh, Atlanta, drives it all the way down through Georgia to St. Augustine, Florida. That's a uh, drive. Like, just, just wheels it. I'm like, there's no way you're going to make it. Like, this thing, something's going to happen to this thing. How old was it? Like, how old of an RV was it? I think it was like a 2005. Why was it in there? We don't know. <laughs> it was perfectly fine. Really? Like, the, the muffler was bent. So I think it, it might have been like a rear end collision. But oh, so that like, was it. It might have cracked like the plastic or something, but who cares? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the thing was fine. I'm like, yeah. I was really, we couldn't figure out why it was in Cobart. Yeah. And uh, still to this day, we don't know. And but he drives that sucker straight down to St. Augustine, grabs his wife, turns around and heads right back just in time to escape the hurricane as they're <laughs> shutting the bridges down. Really? <laughs> you know? Yeah, he already dropped his car off for the race that was that weekend. Perfect <laughs> he timing. Up, yeah, he comes up, hides out from the hurricane at our house, and races that weekend. <laughs> and then right. on Monday his heads on back and yeah, but that RV, was, RVs can be fun. I hope mine is that reliable. Uh, <laughs> I was as reliable I, as that salvage RV. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how did you get so flipping lucky? He's also the guy, he also has uh, like one of those F two fifties with a diesel that everyone has troubles with, which he never yeah. has a problem. Oh, this with. one of the six liters? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or six or the six four, one of the six, other. Six yeah, two or four or something. He's got a pretty new one, yeah. I think it was a six four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that, I, and for people who who aren't familiar with, with who the name we're talking about, Mosler, his dad uh, was mm-hmm. uh, is Warren Mosler, who founded. He did a bunch of stuff, but he founded Mosler Sports Cars, basically. Uh, right. And they built uh, a, a few different crazy cars. So look them up. Yeah. But, yeah, you yeah, got to have him on the show. He's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a guy. He, it takes a while for him to warm up to you, but once he does, he's he's a riot. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I've I've talked to him, you know, a few times at the track that weekend that that I was there mm-hmm. with you, um, and uh, and then he he was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty new at this. This is only like my, I think he said it was like his eighth weekend or something. But yeah, um, yeah, he's getting quick. He was he was chopping off 132s the last race. That's rolling in a stock, even in a stock car. Like that's yeah. that's fast, man. Yeah, I was. That's fast in anything. I was getting mad at him because now he's faster than me. <laughs> He's got a lot of car there. Yeah, yeah. It was still. I mean, the stock car, my car, should be pretty even. You know, yeah, a lot of motor. Both of you have a lot of motor. A lot of motor. You know, not. I'm gonna say crappy tires, but like he's got bias ply, and I got you know track day tires. You know, yeah, so it's, he's got more tire than you. I think that's where a couple of seconds lie. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, All right, I'll real take slicks. It. Real slicks are something. You're on 245 Maxxis RC ones, right? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's still want to be. Yeah, I think the fastest guys go around Roland on RC one was like a 132 at Grid yeah, That's fast, it, man. It was one of those Evos. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty close. Wrong with Maxxis, but that's not a lot of tire. Like 245s with that much power. Like you yeah. said, going, going through the kink on the straightaway. Ugh. Oh, I know, but if any other tire in the world would last as long as those do, I would run them. Because those yeah. things, I I just took tires off the car that were on the car for two years. How are they as far as consistency goes when you get long into life like that? Um, honestly, it stayed the same. Uh, yeah, I went, I pulled off uh, the two-year-old RC1s, and I threw on a fresh set, and I gained a lap, a second a lap. That's pretty close. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, we only picked up like 0.1 G. I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm like, like, oh, I was like really hoping to get like a whole bunch of speed out of it. And I was like, oh. one one twenty eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we threw it back. I'm like, oh, okay, that works. Yeah, but I mean, for one set of tires last two years, I mean, that's that's unheard of. Yeah, so. that's pretty good. Maybe Johnny doesn't drive enough, Austin. I don't think so. <laughs> come on come on johnny burn those yeah. things down man you know just you know 12 or 15 events a year you know no biggie <laughs> you really have that's like a month it's like a month's worth of events johnny that's yeah, really good on our compounds though <laughs> that's yeah, really I'll, good wear it and remember it's a really tiny tire and a car that's really overpowered yeah. i mean there'll be times i come back in and the back tires are just just cooking so it's uh they do really well and you know, I'll hit. Sometimes I'll hit two. You know, maybe even three times, three events in a in a month. You know, we got. You know, I get. I go run with NASA, or I'll do track days, or whatever. Anybody that wants me to show up, I'll usually like to show up. And and uh, it's part of the it's part of the spiel how I connect with everybody. So I'm actually at the track with them. And uh, and I can then you, then you can make fun of them on Facebook and yell at them in Track Midwest and stuff. Get to get to them Got to get to them first. I know. I usually go like fully go like hammer hammer time first, and then like back it off. You know, <laughs> like yeah. If you meet Johnny, he's not always as intimidating as he as he is on track Midwest. But. Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> I, I started on car forums in like two thousand four. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's about the time I did too. I think I was yeah. 02 was my first one. 03. Yeah, and you were on a lot like Honda Tech, which was even oh, worse. Yeah. Than I was the worst, the worst place ever. <laughs> I mean, it's got, it's, it's Tech's weird because it has like either really good information or really awful information, oh, but it's, it's always yeah, delivered. It's, it's totally always delivered most arrogantly like possible. The signal to noise ratio nowadays, like it's unreadable almost, you know, it's, yeah. but the, but, but in the, you on the road race forum and there's a lot of really smart guys there still, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough finding good advice 
you know, like I like to try to bust people out when they go like, oh yeah, well, you know, I do, you know, this, like I ran this brake pad and it worked good for me. And I'm like, you know, you actually have to go to a track to for it to work good for you. And they're like, well, you know, one day I'll get there. You know, yeah. you're just, no, you're no, just I gonna this, air that out, weren't you? <laughs> like, I got this really cool road by me, so <laughs> yeah. Like you're just gonna you're just gonna walk up here, drop that bit of knowledge, and walk out like a you know like a champ. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right. For, yeah, neon bumpers four sixty three says that the hawk uh, <laughs> the hawk track day or street nothing pad works great. So yeah, it's like well I did my sticker trunk and then I put these pads yeah. on. It was great. Sanded the paint off my hood and let it rust and then I put, <laughs> I, I put these Wagners on and I, they stopped like crazy. Wagners so. lifetime warranty too. Yeah, Ooh. lifetime warranty. I just bring them back every time. This <laughs> oh man, I was so disappointed when I was younger and I figured out that the lifetime warranty pads didn't work on a track. No, I was no. like, Oh man, I got the, I got this inside line of just warrantied everything. Like the AutoZone lifetime warranty on everything. And I just, they'll just pay for my track usage. <laughs> you know what so. they actually kind of work on hmm. is a 1650 pound lemons CRXs. They sort of work, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but they're not as good as like, uh, Hawks or or yeah. uh, Cobalts or all the other things we tried you on there. But. You can say PFC. I'll allow it. <laughs> oh yeah, PFC, PFC. There you PFC. go. <laughs> I, I You know, personally, I've never tried PFC stuff. I've never, I've just never tried it. So you know, the they don't have applications for everything, and if you do, you're in luck. I like to say it because yeah. they're uh, if you got like a track, you know, a car where they sell a pad that goes right into your caliper that you got. I mean, you then you got. You already have like the world's greatest pad, and I mean that not like I'm not trying to blow smoke at all. Like that thing is one like the greatest o- pad in the world. The PFC one has won so many championships. It's yeah. not even funny. It's when I was there at PFC, I think uh, my first year we won 48 professional championships on the O one compound. That's pretty I mean, impressive. 48. I mean, you name it: off road trophy truck. I mean. NASCAR, Truck Series, IMSA, Grand Am, everything. All the guys that won the championship were on those pads. You know, even the, uh, I mean, the, the Spec Miata guys were all on 97s, but it was, you know, it, it was that pad, and it was just such an ass kicker. So it was kind of like, if you're lucky enough that they make one for your car, you know, because they don't make it for everything, you know, and CRXs, I'm pretty sure they don't. I've got um, Woods now. They make them for that. Oh, there you go. Then you, you're lucky enough to get one of the most consistent pads in the market. I'm still burning through Hawk contingency bucks, though, from NASA. NASA's got too good a contingency with Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the contingencies are sweet. <laughs> I, I, should, I, should try, I should try some of those, though. You've been talking about them for a couple of years since I've known oh, you. Yeah. Yeah, give them a shot, you know. Uh, I mean, hell, I, I, I just won NASA contingency on the Maxis. <laughs> I just won two more. Last yeah. week, and I'm like, man, at this rate, I'm never going to buy tires when they last. Yeah, you're, like you're, yeah and, and you won't be able to use them until 2020 because they last too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just keep them, keep them in storage, get like yeah. a greenhouse for my tires. <laughs> yeah. The uh, What brakes do you run on that on that Miata with all the power? Um, well, the brakes have always been a sore subject on that thing, and it's, and it's funny because it's been my car. Um, so I got PSC uh, 01 compounds front. And uh, the, the PFC rotors, it's a 299 millimeter rotors, so like 11 three quarter, um, which if you're in the Miata market, that's like the biggest brake you can buy for that car is a 11 three quarter. 
and everyone runs the eight on seven bolt pattern rotor, which is comes from circle track, which actually yeah. goes on the back of a late model. So we, all the Miata guys run rear late model rotors on their cars. So I have, <laughs> yeah. Back so I have, I actually have those square on my car. I got those front and rear, uh, just so that way when I go to a track far away, I can just grab one rotor as a spare yeah. and throw it in a box. It's good. Um, yeah, I, I run the Afco calipers, which are, you know, for a cheap caliper, they're they're okay. Um, you know. They're probably on par with like a Willwood or something like that. And uh, I'm waiting for Viet Rose to come out with a stop tech caliper option for that. And then uh, I think I saw you post something about it on Facebook. Oh, God, uh, I can't wait for that uh, thing. <laughs> like a full floating caliper. You lost your mind. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I go, I'm such a brake nerd. Um, <laughs> I get that. And then uh, full tilting. Every, if it's a master cylinder or anything like that, and you're not running tilting, then there's something wrong with you because those things yeah. are. It is so good. Um, I've gone through so many Willwood and Howe and everything else, master cylinders in that car, and then I just got, I was like, screwed, I'm spending the money. And I bought Tilton's, and I should have done that first. Those things are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I went from com- constantly complaining about the brakes to this last session. I went out, now I'm complaining about the shock, so it's good. I mean, the brakes have, have been fixed. <laughs> yeah, got to get one thing figured out at a time. Exactly, yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we made where can, you, where can you buy all these things? Do you know somebody who sells some of these things, like brake pads? Uh, and I know a guy. Uh, yeah? Yeah, me. And Sh- shameless pretty plug. nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, give us a call. You know, um, the hardest thing about brake pads is matching them to your tire and matching the heat to your car. Uh, so we got... Of course, you're looking at a brake pad. You see the heat range of a brake pad. Um, generally, that's going to the weight of, the, of your vehicle. You know, you could have a 400-horsepower car, but if it weighs 1,500 pounds, you're not going to get much heat in them um, because that's just what a brake does. It converts rotational energy into heat. So the hardest thing to do is match that, and then, of course, you want to match your torque, uh, the working force of the pad, to the actual tire of the car. Um the uh, the car is actually or the uh, the tire. You know, in my classes, I always go, "What stops the car?" And you know, there's always two or three guys raise a hand and shout out, and they go, "Brakes!" And I go, "Nope." You know, and I'm like, "Sorry, that's a, I know it's a shameless little, well, it's an evil trick I play, but it's really just it's the tire. Um, you know, if your car's airborne and you hit the brakes, the thing's not going to slow down any. Mm-hmm. So we want to match that tire." to the brakes and it's incredibly important that we get that accomplished uh because it really affects the modulation the release characteristic of the pad um and once we get that down then all of a sudden now you can connect a track you know now you can connect a turn together because if your brakes are screwed up uh then that means your initial turn in is going to get screwed up that means your apex is going to get screwed up and then your track out is going to be awful so if you start off wrong it's only going to get wronger so we got to get that sorted out. And if anybody has a question on how to do that, you know, on particular <laughs> chassis, set up stuff like that, for God's sakes, call me. Um, I promise I will not lead you wrong. I am not commission sales. I will not try to force something on somebody that they don't need. And honestly, that's my biggest pet peeve is whenever I see that online. <laughs> You'll see me flip out on, on car forums and stuff like that. And that's usually because someone's trying to mislead somebody. And I, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Um, I want to see my racers out there and I want to see them out there for a long time and I want to see them happy. So that's what, that's what we shoot for. Um, a non-commissioned sales guy. That's uh, that, yeah. 
That's a pretty good bragging right right there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not trying to force this down your down your throat. So. Oh man, when I was younger, I sold Volkswagens, and I could not. I I, I did that for. I think it was like a month. <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. We had a we had a little uh, not even a little lady, but this woman comes in, and she had just bought her daughter a car, and her daughter didn't like it because the kids at school made fun of her. And so she was, she wanted to get a different car and she hey, financed that thing a hundred percent. And now all of a sudden these guys are all wadding their hands up, getting all excited because she's going to finance another one and get so underwater on it. And I'm like, I cannot get like excited about this. This, this feels like the wrongest yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> and so that night I just went home and told my wife, I'm like, like, I can't, I'm not doing this job anymore. She's like, and she was happy about it. She's like, good. I hate car salesmen. <laughs> yeah. That job, yeah. That's a rough job. That's it's tough. tough. Yeah. And it's tough to find a good, good, good guy that actually does it. Yeah. So. Well, I think we're into this thing for longer than uh, two commutes, so we should probably shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, where uh, you want to give a give a few more plugs for? Uh, sure. What what company do you work for again? Uh, OG Racing. Oh. Yeah. And uh, you know, we are the nation's largest retailer. Sparco Products said that before, and uh, very proud of that. We push it. You know, we push it very hard and. Our customers love the products, and they keep coming back. Uh, frankly, if you are looking for a suit and you, you know, you want the best bang for your buck, that Sparco suit is going to be one of the best out there. It's just going to be the lightest for the dollar. It's going to be the most ergonomic for the dollar. Um, and then one thing that probably should be said about a light suit is when you're in a fire and you're getting into a uh, situation where there's going to be some damage. Once you're protected from the open flame, the next biggest danger you have is the sweat boiling on your skin. So you want to have a suit that will let that suit that sweat evaporate. And the easiest way of doing that is grabbing a light suit. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you want a light suit, the best bang for your buck for that is a Sparco. So. Man, I'm going to have to buy a new suit. My suit's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. <Yep. laughs> Crap. Well, I think you know, about Boiling sweat and my sweat boiling. That sucks. I don't want to do that. Yeah, it, it definitely sucks. It doesn't sound yeah. like fun. <laughs> That's not fun well, at all. Yeah, no. Well, if you look at all the uh, who was the guy that got burned up? Not not burned up, but he got in a fire and in one of these Miata races. Chip Espinlaub. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, if you look at the photos of the, of, of uh, Chip's uh, hands, they show that he was all burned around his wrists. Yeah. Right. That was. Those were all sweat blisters from the sweat on the, in between his gloves and the suit boiling. Oh, that sucks so much. I don't want to think about yeah. that right now. Yeah, so <laughs> if you got your real heavy suit and you're sweating your, you know, your, your nuts off, then it's probably not it's not the best suit to have. Man, Johnny, you're going to have to re-up this OG racing sponsorship of Slip Angle so I can buy a new suit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a little done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to send you a bill, actually, but... Yeah, yeah, you don't, we don't know how to, to we don't know how to like, do no. any of this. <laughs> but but we could talk to Johnny forever, but uh I have to unload a couch out of a truck and nice. Austin has Austin has to go make his wife dinner probably. Unloading so. a couch out of the truck. That sounds kind of like yeah. dropping the kids off at the pool or something. No, no. On the way home from work, I stopped at IKEA and and spent too much of my wife's my wife and I's money on a new couch. So Are you putting oh, it you got, in the RV? Because couch? that'd be No, awesome. no. The the RV couch is on top of a freshwater tank, so it's built in. I oh, can't okay. change that. I want to reupholster uh-huh. it eventually, but uh now the current couch is going in the basement room that we finished and then we bought a uh, we just 
just bought an IKEA sectional kind of thing for upstairs. You got to so. go to a, like a boat shop, boat boat shop to get that reupholstered. No, so I, I'm like gonna probably lure. just. I'm going to probably just get a bunch of like Mexican blankets and throw them. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do like, you got to do it like a theme. This, no, this thing's going to be, this thing's going to be, like, I want to get in that out, thing so. and I want to be transported to Mexico. No way, you know? man. This thing's going to be so classy. It's going to look like your house. It's going to be all it's classy like, and so, brand new and modern. Uh, I tore the floor out the other day. Like, like I tore the whole floor everywhere out. and like a margarita no. machine. Oh yeah. Come we'll on, we'll, do, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do the margarita machine. We can do that. All right, <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, yeah, give us give us a plug and tell us where people can find you. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, if you guys want more information, uh, find us on Facebook, ogracing.com. Um, find me on Facebook, Johnny Chikowski, last name C I C H O W S K I. Quick, write that down. Um, if not, Track Midwest is uh, I'm on there. I'm constantly browsing. So if you guys got great questions, throw them up in there, and uh, I'll either pull you into a private message or I'll answer it right out in front of everybody else so that way they can get the information too yeah. so that's usually the best way and nothing else i'll see you guys at grid life would be be pretty much it good yeah. i'll be the guy in the stupid miata get the get 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 your fast miata fixed too i want to see that thing run on like a 32 something but. me too <laughs> that'd be All that'd right. be the record that's what we're shooting for well i'm gonna pop off you got anything else austin no i think i'm good Cool, cool. cool. We'll, uh, okay. we'll see you guys soon. And uh, rate, review the show on freaking whatever iTunes thing, whatever you do. So, And let us know what you think well, about the uh, new logo. Hint, hint, oh, wink, yeah. Wink. Got, we, we have logos. We have logos. Did you get the blue one? We went with something well, we completely got, different. Yeah, we got a few of them. But, uh, yeah, lots of stuff going on. Uh, okay. Big 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 year going for, for Slip Angle, hopefully. And uh, track tuned and whatever website Austin builds for his van. So. <laughs> It's going to be a busy year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, and cool, oh, and uh, there are still spots for Grid Life uh, Mid-Ohio coming up in a few weeks. So if anybody listening uh, wants to drive on a racetrack, we have a few spots, I think, in each run group. Um, so yeah, one of the, check it out one of the grid, greatest grid. racetracks in the country. Oh, it's the best. Mid-Ohio? I mean, oh, it's so that's, good. That's a bucket list track. You should come up, dude. Shit. I, get, I don't have any engine. April, <laughs> Just April, come hang out. Nine. Just come hang out, dude. Oh, Ross Bentley's going to be there. My hero. <laughs> yeah, you should come. You, you could uh, you, you could make it awkward with him when you asked him. Didn't you ask him in real life if he was drunk on our podcast? Because one yeah, time you yeah. were drunk on our podcast. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm like, have you been on the Slip Angle podcast? And I knew the answer. And I was like, I asked him, Did you, were you on it? He goes, he goes yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, were you drunk? He goes, no. I'm like, oh, everybody else was. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> And he looked at me with such disappointment. <laughs> like, I think that the like first time that you were on, you did not sound like you you guys were drinking, but you guys claimed you were. We were definitely drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it the best bad. way to do this. Go back and find right, I'm gonna out. go. I'm gonna go unload a couch. Go go grill some asparagus, Austin. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thanks, right, guys. guys. I'll see you later. Have a good see night. you guys later.
what do you call it? Are you the, in the same room as her or no? No, the wedding crashers. It was like, Mom, meatloaf. It was like yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Hold I think on. you totally should. Hold on. <laughs> hey, hey, do this hey. now. Hey, hey, hey. hey, babe, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Hold on. I can you guys go outside? <laughs> for an hour that'd be great <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you start a fire in my heart <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry can you uh, Johnny can you go like in a car or something can or I go on a computer car? are you on a computer I'm on a computer oh okay it's on my desktop too so yeah, I take I'm, on, I'm on a laptop but I sit in the car because it's less echoey your battery's not going to die is it Adam or do you have like no, an extension cord running out? No, I got I got like sixty five percent life left here. Is your okay. studio really a nineteen ninety two CRX? Dude, it's a nineteen. Uh, it's two thousand three Honda Civic, baby. <laughs> Get it <laughs> right. It's got interior. You guys are so funny with your, with your Hondas. Yeah, you the interior, all, so all the sound deadening. That's what we need it. That it. It's all I mean, yeah. seats. You are the guy that bought a a Mazda and decided to stuff a Corvette into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then buy a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards. Complete waste of money. <laughs> you guys want to? You want to get the show on the road? Sure. Let's do know, it. Sure. Cool. Shitty. I'll do a. I'll do a quick countdown. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk. Wing it. Cool. Well, you sound fun. Sound fun. Let's, hmm. uh, let's ask Johnny about uh, about about NASA and about time trials, and then we'll about- see where. Okay. How about breaks? Because this is supposed to be like an OG episode. No, we'll get into it. Don't worry. We gotta see where it goes okay. first, though. I don't okay. know. Breaks. We might have to stop. Oh dang! Ayo. Oh, that pun was awful. Are <laughs> right, you ready? I, I couldn't even see your face to see how bad the pun was. That's why we don't do video. <laughs> you don't want to see this shit. Because everybody makes the pun face, where it's like your yeah. face just freezes yeah. in time. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Mine, like, my, I feel like my face probably illuminates. It's usually, it usually is. There's usually a, a beam coming from a cloud. Yeah. The, <laughs> follows you it's extra bright. It gets extra bright when you punch. <laughs> the Jesus man bun just shines down on you. Yeah. I should put it on top yeah. and make it a halo. <laughs> All right, ready? All right. Let's roll this thing. Five, four, three, two, one.